cousins. You're gonna, you'll feel it. Trust me. And again, you know, I, I know people have their allegiances. Though you don't have to be a 49er fan, you don't even have to be an NFL fan. You this this will resonate with you. Trust. There you have it, Juan Amador. Yeah. You gotta say Juan Amador. When you say it, you right. gotta hold your hand out and yeah. say it like Juan Amador. Yeah, you shout, know. Shout out to my dude from Democracy <laughs> Now, but you know. We're gonna take a break on Hard Knock Radio. You're listening to KBOO Portland. KBOO Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of the 29th Annual Cascade Festival of African Films from Friday, February 1st through Saturday, March 2nd. The Cascade Festival of African Films represent different countries and cultures and a range of lifestyles from pre-colonial to modern times, including both rural and urban settings. Films include Razia, a film from Morocco, and more at the Hollywood Theater, and Wale from Burkina Faso, Fig Tree from Ethiopia, shorts from emerging African filmmakers, and many more at the Moriarty Arts and Humanities Building, Room 104, at the PCC Cascade Campus, 705 North Killingsworth Street in Portland. Again, that's the 29th Annual Cascade Festival of African Films from Friday, February 1st through Saturday, March 2nd. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. Welcome to Sojourner Truth. Thank you for staying with us. This is your host, Margaret Prescott. We continue our ongoing coverage of the U.S.-backed attempted coup now underway in oil-rich Venezuela. We speak to the Barbados ambassador to CARICOM, um, the organization representing Caribbean nations, about CARICOM's objections to the U.S. moves on Venezuela and about the CARICOM countries who are standing with the U.S. position. Our guest is Barbados-based David Comision. And we contrast the U.S. regime change playbook as it was implemented in Haiti, Honduras, and twice in Venezuela. We speak to Kevin Pina, journalist and Haiti expert. For our campaigners for Black Lives series, we speak with Evan Bunch of Dignity and Power Now about the latest controversy around the findings that LAPD illegally stopped black drivers, that is the Los Angeles Police Department. Also, our weekly Earth Minute. We live in a global world. We're all interrelated. So on Sojourner Truth, we work to bring directly to you news and views on local, national, and international policies and stories that affect us all. And we draw out how those of us most impacted, women, communities of color, and other communities are responding. We also discuss the interrelationship between art and politics. Now for our news headlines. For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfandari. Congressional negotiators get to work today trying to hammer out a funding bill whose centerpiece will be further border security measures, which critics dub border militarization. President Trump has threatened to trigger another shutdown if negotiators don't come up with a plan acceptable to him by the February 15th deadline when current spending authorization runs out. 
Senate Democratic Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said that left to their own devices, he's confident Democrats and Republican lawmakers can come up with a deal. We've come to big agreements before, for example, on budgets and Russian sanctions. What was the common theme? When the president stays out of the negotiations, we almost always succeed. When he mixes in, it's a formula for failure. So I'd ask President Trump, let Congress deal with it on its own. Trump showed no inclination to stay out of the mix. He tweeted this morning that the Republican and Democratic negotiators would be wasting their time if they aren't discussing or contemplating a wall or physical barrier. Republicans are showing little appetite for another shutdown. Maine Senator Susan Collins said those who thought that shutdowns were a good idea have been disabused. The heads of U.S. intelligence agencies directly contradicted President Donald Trump on several fronts. The director of national intelligence, head of the CIA, and FBI director delivered a congressional briefing. They told Congress that North Korea is unlikely to dismantle its nuclear arsenal, that the Islamic State group remains a threat, and that the Iran nuclear deal is working. The chiefs also made no mention of a crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border, which Trump has cited in arguing for his expanded border wall. A deadly Arctic deep freeze enveloped the Midwest with record low temperatures. The sub-zero freeze triggered widespread closures of schools, universities, and businesses, canceled flights, and prompted the Postal Service to take the rare step of suspending mail delivery to a wide swath of the region. Officials throughout the area were focused on protecting vulnerable people from the cold, including the homeless, seniors, and those living in substandard housing. Some buses were turned into mobile warming shelters to help the homeless in Chicago, where temperatures plunged to minus 19 degrees. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzer issued a disaster proclamation for the entire state. I'm urging every Illinoisan to take this weather very seriously. These conditions are and can be life-threatening. Even short periods of exposure to this type of weather can be dangerous. The governors of Wisconsin and Michigan also declared emergencies. The bitter cold is the result of a split in the polar vortex, which normally hovers above the North Pole. That split is believed to be due to climate disruption caused by global warming. Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro huddled with his military ahead of yet another anti-government protest scheduled for today. At the same time, Maduro said he's willing to negotiate with the country's opposition for the sake of peace and the country's future. Maduro said talks could be held with the mediation of other countries. At the United Nations, the Venezuelan ambassador said the Trump administration has no moral high ground when it comes to the situation in Venezuela. What does this government want? This government that doesn't recognize treaty, that doesn't recognize any of the agreements made around Iran and signed by various European countries, that launches a trade war with China, that threatens Russia with a nuclear war, that attacks in a very sadistic manner migrants from Central America who arrive there, that has built a wall, a criminal wall, that sequesters children to make them suffer, children of migrants, and this government, this U.S. government, would have any moral authority to impose any diktat on Venezuela? 
The Venezuelan government has barred National Assembly President Juan Guaido from leaving the country while he's investigated for anti-government activities. The government also froze his bank accounts. Guaido declared himself Venezuela's interim president, a move immediately backed by the U.S. and nearly two dozen other countries. Democrats have selected former Georgia Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams to deliver the Democratic response to President Trump's State of the Union address next Tuesday evening. Abrams marshaled the power of black women voters but narrowly lost the Georgia governor's race after voter suppression efforts. Her address will be a counterpoint to Trump, who has a habit of derogatory comments against black women. He has, for instance, repeatedly called Los Angeles Congresswoman Maxine Waters low IQ. California Attorney General Javier Becerra will deliver the Spanish-language response to the State of the Union. Becerra has become litigator-in-chief, filing and participating in dozens of lawsuits challenging Trump administration policies on immigration, health care, and the environment. I'm Eileen Alfandari. You're listening to Sojourner Truth on Pacifica Radio. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth, and we're continuing our coverage of the U.S.-backed attempted coup now going on in Venezuela. Uh, some of the latest news, the U.S. has certified the authority of the Venezuelan opposition leader, Juan Guaido, to con control certain assets held by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York for Venezuela or any other U.S. insured banks. Uh, and that was announced on Tuesday, January 29th. The measure totals, we are told, $7 billion in assets blocked, plus $11 billion in lost export proceeds over the next year. You also know, if you've been following our coverage, um, that the Trump administration has slapped uh, sanctions on PDVSA. Um, the oil company, Venezuela's oil company. And last week, the Bank of England denied Nicolas Maduro, the elected president of Venezuela, permission to withdraw more than a billion